Hello, everyone, and welcome to this third episode of our Data Protection Podcast. My name is Cedric Lindemann, and I lead the tech and data team in Singapore. Today, I'm joined by Tama Sukirno and Agnes Gantara from our Jakarta office, and we'll be discussing the implementation of the recently adopted PDP in Indonesia. Welcome, Tama. Welcome, Agnes. Hi, Cedric. Thanks. Happy to be here. Hi, Cedric. Tama, the PDP was adopted in October 2022. Can you elaborate a bit on, on what the status is at this point and what we can expect from the PDP? Sure, Cedric. So indeed, the PDP law was passed close to, you know, almost or, or slightly more than half a year ago uh, in October 2022. However, there is in the provisions of the PDP law a two-year grace period to allow parties to comply with the new standards imposed by the PDP law. So as we'll discuss further in this podcast, there are still quite a few things that need to be uh, passed to further implement this law. Uh, but before we go there, just a bit of a background on a particular PDP law that was passed here in Indonesia. Uh, so prior to the PDP law that was passed in October, uh, the rules on PDP in Indonesia was quite sparse and spread out in various uh, ministerial regulations in different industries. Uh, now with this PDP law, the law some unifies data protection under one umbrella to apply not only on specific industries, but more generally. Uh, and particular, the changes that are of note is that this PDP law more closely aligns Indonesian data protection procedures with international standards. In particular, it has borrowed heavily or I should say, inspired heavily by EU's uh, GDPR. So concepts that are in the GDPR, such as personal data controller, personal data processors, uh, things such as the data protection officers, and a specific authority that will oversee personal data protection in Asia is adopted in this law. But indeed, as mentioned, uh, there's still a two-year waiting period to fully implement this and what are the, the key milestones that we should be aware of going forward? You mentioned that there's still a few implementing acts that we are waiting for. Yeah, I completely agree with Tama that the implementing regulations here are the key part of the regulations. Unfortunately, we don't really have a clear time frame as to when the implementing regulations will be out. So perhaps for your further context, Cedric, the change in the law came at a rather exciting time here this happens to be an election year also in Indonesia. So we are also not sure how the dynamic of the regulations preparations would interplay with the election process. But so far, no official news as to when we will have the regulation issued. But aside from the regulations that we have not yet heard any news about at the same time, we also have not a clear message as to when the PDP authority or the new institution that will be authorized to enact policy supervise and impose sanctions on the implementations of PDP law will be formed. And are there any points we anticipate to, to be particularly tricky for companies to implement in the PDP? So I guess there are two things, Cedric. The first one is for companies to even be aware that the law is applicable to them. Because as this is the first law that unifies the regime of data protection in Indonesia, before this law was enacted, the rule on data protection generally just applies to companies that we typically know would deal with data. 
for example, with banking institutions, with IT companies, and so forth. But the way that the regulation is drafted, as Tama mentioned earlier, really captures a broad portion of data controller, meaning that it doesn't matter if you're not an IT company or you're not a financial services institution. If you're dealing with data and you're controlling data, then you should be a data controller, and therefore you should comply with these regulations. As we have been familiarizing ourselves with the regulations, it becomes rather clear to us that for some companies, they're still not sure if this law would even apply to them or not. So that's the first part to really understand if the law would apply to them. But then the second part is also to understand the bits of the law that would really require them to look back on how they've been dealing with data so far. For example, is that a key change from the regulation is that consent is now being drafted as something requiring explicit informations on what the purpose of the consent is about. Even though in the past regulations, there were already requirements that processing of personal data would need consent. So the thing is that the companies will need to first look back on what they have been doing so far to be able to see if there is any gap in terms of what needs to be met to meet the compliance in the PDP law. Thanks, Agnes. And so I understand that there's still a lot of uncertainty and we're waiting for the implementing acts. Um, now, is there anything that companies can already do at this point to prepare for the, the PDP and the end of, of this grace period? Uh, yes, Cedric, as mentioned by Agnes, indeed, there are still a lot of implementing regulations that we are awaiting, but we don't think that this should stop companies in starting to think and action a few things that they can do in preparation for the implementing regulations and the authority being formed. In particular, I think the first step that a company can take is to map its data practices, in particular reviewing how companies are collecting and processing data. And as mentioned by Agnes, the method of obtaining that consent. So preparations in terms of how it seeks consents from its customers, for example, in its terms of services, customer contracts, or even contracts with third parties is one thing that they can start reviewing and having to think of, in particular because the PDP law borrows heavily from EU's GDPR. I think there are a lot of lessons uh, in how EU tackles uh, these issues that we can uh, anticipate and borrow uh, when thinking of uh, data compliance in Indonesia. Uh, number two, I think, in terms of what companies uh, can do is also to look at their internal procedures around, for example, data breach to ensure that, you know, in the worst case scenario, if there is a data breach that the company knows what to do. In particular, for example, the law prescribes uh, time limits on notifications in the event of a breach uh, to ensure that companies are not just reactive but also proactive, thinking around what are the internal procedures to do in the event of a breach, for example, is one thing that we also think companies can start thinking about. Thirdly, the PDP law also prescribes a lot of rights to various data owners. Um, so things such as right to access, right to erasure, right to rectification, things that are, again, also principles that are in the GDPR, these sorts of rights and catering to how 
companies can deal with uh, these requests or these rights is something that we, uh, companies can start mapping out and having a think in preparation for uh, the implementing regulations. Because as I mentioned, the principles and how uh, these rights are dealt with are also already you know, sort of done in other jurisdictions in which here in Indonesia, we can look as at least a, a guide or an anticipation of how it may be implemented here in Indonesia. Uh, and other things as well, uh, lastly, such as data protection officers and data transfer requirements, for example, uh, are things that you know, companies in Indonesia can also start to have to think and prepare in light of the implementing regulations, in particular companies that are sort of heavily processing data and depend on data. And we, are, we understand several companies are even appointed sort of data protection officers, although, again, the implementation regulations and you know things such as the certification here has not yet passed. But you know, having personnel focus on data is something that we've seen various companies do and something that's for companies to start to anticipate in light of the impending implementing regulations that will be passed. So those are some sort of things we'll have in mind in terms of anticipating or at least preparing for the implementation of the PDP law here in Indonesia. Okay, so lots that can be done already. And Tama Agnes, you both already advise on data protection questions today. What are the, the solutions we will be offering to assist clients in this or, or what can clients expect from us on how we can help them? Yeah, so you were right, Cedric. We have started to work on to address clients' questions on how they can cater and meet the standard in the PDP law. And one key item is for them to start identifying what they have been doing so far. And then from that point, we can start to identify what needs to be done to align with the new compliance regime. I believe that the wider ANO team has also had the same experience to help clients when the GDPR first came out several years back. And here we in the Jakarta team is happy to do that with the upcoming clients as well. And also other than for companies to align with the standards for the GDPR, from our side, we are also started to think about the practical implications of lease law in M&A transaction, for example, in the context of due diligence. So when you're in a due diligence, either when you're a buy side or you're a sell side, there are things that we should start to think about as lawyers. For example, when we act in the buyer side, then we would need to know if the company that is being sold so far has met the standard of the compliance regime. And to do that, we need to be able to come up with sort of like a standard form of questions to ask to the companies, to the target meaning. So we know if they have been collecting data lawfully so far, how their transfer policy is addressed and so forth. That's for the buyer side. And when we are acting for the seller side, we also need to remind the client to be mindful, for example, when they're uploading documents in the data room, whether, for example, they're uploading any personal data of the employees, of the customers, and if so, whether any of those can be redacted. So in short, there are things that we can concretely help with the companies, be it in the context of the compliance to PDP law itself or just in general M&A transactions. Thanks a lot, Agnes and Tama. Very, uh, very interesting. It looks like a lot is, is still coming our way, but that at the same time, there's also a lot of preparatory work that companies can already do 
I will stop here for today's episode, but if you have any questions on Indonesia's PDP, you can, of course, always reach out to us. Thank you for your time and do keep an eye out for our next episode.